Daddy. I didn't know he had those kind of hops. A gamble defensively paid off handsomely. And another step in. Justin Edwards, the steal. Transition. Reeves, attack mode on a kick. He doesn't stick. Edwards. Oh, he's failing it. And the foul. A chance for four. Welcome back to Sunday's Bets with P.J. Glasser and Denton Day on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Some highlights yesterday from Kentucky's win over Alabama, courtesy of CBS Iron Eagle, Bill Raftery on the call. PJ Glasser, Denton Day, Sunday's Bets here with you. Hour number three with you guys for two more hours up until four o'clock Eastern time. Time to talk some college basketball as uh, there were three games that we were monitoring in the early window. Maryland with a big win over Rutgers. St. John's takes care of Creighton. And South Florida right now up by nine over SMU with five minutes to go in the game. So three games, Dan, that we were closely uh, keeping our eye on. You had Maryland, you had Rutgers early on in the day. I had St. John's first half, and then uh, I had SMU as well. And then I made some live bets on these three games just to keep myself entertained. And uh, all three of these underdogs, it looks like, are going to win outright. We got two homes so far in South Florida up nine with 4.42 to play. When we get a day like this where the dogs are barking early, does that maybe, do you start to gravitate towards some favorites later on in the day? It kind of makes me double down on wanting to lay the six and a half with Nebraska against Minnesota in the final Big Ten game of the day. I think it tips off at 6.30 Eastern time. So we're seeing a lot of, a lot of underdogs. We know they're not going to be barking for the entirety of the slate today. So I've, I'm feeling way more confident now about Nebraska. I was already liking them, but now this is just further incentive because I need to win back some money. Yeah, we that we do. We need to win some money, Dan. No doubt about that. Uh, you would have won some money if you were listening to yours truly on the network for the last three days because I was trying to tell everybody, Dan, the lock of the weekend was Kentucky over Alabama, they made me look good. They win 117-95 to 95 over the Tide. So, bad beat if you had under 230.5, but if you took over 173.5, you, you were looking good in that game. I think a lot of people, Denton, will wake up today and say that the stock is up on Kentucky. To me, that game really didn't show me too much, if I'm being honest with you. Bama is terrible on the road this season against really good teams. Like, they just haven't been able to beat a good team away from Coleman Coliseum. It was a terrible spot for them. Kentucky had lost three straight home games. They were coming off a loss to LSU. Bama was coming off an overtime win against Florida. They were kind of due for a loss. So, maybe, you know, it was surprising that Kentucky was up by, like, 40 in the second half. I don't know if I saw it getting to that point. I certainly expected them to win, though. And, like, this is Kentucky's ceiling. This is why everybody is really high on this Kentucky team potentially making a Final Four run or winning the national championship because when their offense is on, man, like it was last night, they can be really, really dangerous. And Bama, I mean, it just it's the same old story. They just can't guard anybody. One thing I will I would watch if I were a, a listener out there with, with either of these teams – uh, but especially Alabama, because their defense right now is rated much worse than Kentucky. Teams, Denton, I believe in the last 20 years, teams that are top 10 in offensive 
uh, adjusted offense, according to Ken Palm, and 100 or worse in adjusted defense have not made it to the Sweet 16 in the last 20 years. We had three of those teams last year, Missouri, Baylor, and... Who was the other team? Missouri, Baylor. There was one more. I can't remember. We had three teams, though, last year. Neither of them, none of them, made it to the Sweet 16. We could have two more this year. To well, Might have three more this year. Baylor again, Bama, and then potentially Kentucky as well. But Bama right now is number one in offense and number 97th in defense. So something to watch heading into the NCAA tournament. If Bama's defense is a hundred or worse, which it certainly could be, uh, I, I will have whatever mid-major they play upsetting them in the first round. And if they happen to survive in that game, I will double down hard on them to lose in the round of 32. But as my takeaway, Denton, is both teams are really good on offense and Bama's defense is an absolute disaster, especially on the road. Yeah, if we're doing a stock up and stock down, Alabama is stock down for all the reasons you just mentioned. It's crazy that you can score 95 points in college basketball and lose by 22. Yes. Like that is just an insane statistic to post in late February. They're stock down because at this point, PJ, you'll get to the SEC tournament and whatever happens in that tournament happens. But then in the NCAA tournament, you said it, they don't play well on the road against good teams, technically. Once you get to the tournament, every game is on the road against, theoretically, a good team. So they're going to be in a lot of trouble. I think you can get kind of infatuated by their offense a little bit, and rightfully so. I mean, a team that can go on the road and score 95 is crazy. They just end up, again, losing by 22, which is equally, if not more, crazy. So I'm big time out on Alabama. I just can't trust them. Uh, against a good team once the tournament starts. Completely agree. Uh, two other teams that my stance on them have remained the same is Houston and Arizona. I just think it's the same old story every year with these teams. You watch that Houston game against Baylor, and it's just typical Houston. There are some really good stretches. Stretches where you watch them and you're like, who, who can beat this team? Their defense is suffocating. They're hitting shots. But then in typical Houston fashion, they go through these stretches where they really struggle to score. And when you go up against good teams, good offensive teams like Baylor, and then who have the defense as well, that's when Houston can get themselves into some trouble. So, like, I mean, again, the metrics love Houston, but it's just like we're watching the same team every year. And I think it's the same old story for them again. I think if they run into a really good offensive team in the tournament that's knocking down shots, I think Houston could be in some trouble. And then Arizona is the other one. Arizona lost to Washington State on Thursday. I mean, again, you look at Arizona. They're sixth in offense, 12th in defense. Like, it looks really good on the metrics. It looks really good on a sheet of paper. Their guard play is excellent with Caleb Love, who's been in the tournament before, had a ton of success, hit a ton of big shots. Kylan Boswell is a really good two guard. He might be like their best pro prospect. Excellent. They got a defensive stopper in Pella Larson, a great big man in Omar Balo. They check all the boxes. You watch him play, though, and it's just, it feels like it's the same old Arizona. Tommy Lloyd has not had success really in the tournament, over, even though he's only been there a couple years. Certainly that loss last year to Princeton, no bueno. So uh, I, I just, I can't do it with Arizona, Denton. I can't get there with them. I can't get there with Houston. 
again, it all depends on the bracket, and it all depends on the draw. And if the draw is just so favorable for either one of those teams where I'm like, you know, I really don't like Houston and Arizona, but these matchups, it's like I could see chaos ensuing here, and I could see these teams getting 12 seeds in the Sweet 16, or I could see these teams just playing against offenses that aren't going to challenge them. If that ends up being the case, maybe I could have them go into the Final Four, but I don't think I will have either of these teams win in the national championship. So who do you trust right now? Because like I'm pulling up the uh, the list of teams that are likely going to get into the tournament, right? Yeah. And there's a bunch of teams on here. UConn, obviously, I tr- trust UConn. I just recognize that repeating in this particular sport is one of the more difficult things to do, right? It's very, just very, very tough. I'm with you on Houston. It feels like it's literally the same team every single year. I believe in Purdue more than most people, but I still don't believe in them a lot because they burned me a couple of times this year. I just don't see a lot of teams right now that I would consider trusting. Like, I like Illinois, I mean, if we're doing just the stock up, stock down, I would say Illinois' stock is is rising ever so slightly. I think they can score really, really well, but I don't trust them to win six in a row. No. So we're in that weird spot in college basketball, and this is maybe this is for better because it makes the March all the more fun and entertaining. I just don't see a lot of teams that I trust. Like I'm almost landing on Tennessee and thinking maybe – Maybe this is the year that Rick Barnes gets it done. But at the same time, they could lose on like a Tuesday by 13 against a team they should have beaten by 12. You know what I mean? So it's it's all over the place. I just, I don't find anybody that I trust really well outside of UConn, but I don't trust that the team can repeat. I'm with you. Outside of UConn, there's really nobody else I like to win the title at this point. And we still got three weeks until Selection Sunday. Maybe that changes. The only team that would interest me outside of UConn, you said it, it's Tennessee, which is insane because it's like Rick Barnes. And I think he's only ever been to one Final Four. And it's like, do you trust him to win the Natty? But I've been talking about it with Dalton Connect, and he's the difference. Like Rick Barnes finally has an NBA pro guy that can go just get them buckets. What I like about Tennessee this year, Denton, is that they can win a lot of different styles, right? Like they won at Rupp Arena against Kentucky, and they scored nearly 100. They can win slugfest like they did last night against Texas A&M. Their defense is still rated number two in the country. Their offense is 21st, so their their profile is really good, man. Like that would be the only other team, because I mentioned I can't get there with Arizona, can't get there with Houston, absolutely no chance I'm trusting Purdue and Matt Painter. That will just never happen. Auburn, they they defend really well, but they're honestly Houston to an even worse extent, even though their adjusted offense is 15 and Houston is 16. Auburn's offense can disappear more so than Houston's can, and I think that'll tr- hurt them. And then Bruce Pearl, I mean, I just, again, as a big favorite, as a big seed, like that's just not something I want to get behind. And then it gets interesting when you get into like the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the Creightons, the Illinois, the Iowa States, the Marquettes. Illinois, I agree with you. I told you last week I saw them play against Maryland. I just, I I like them. They can score. Their four best players are seniors. It's going to all come down in the defense with them. Duke, what I think is so fascinating about them, Denton, there's this great stat 
that since 2003, 2004, I believe, in the last 20 or so years, teams that are ranked in the top 12 in the AP poll uh, in week six have never won the national championship if you're outside the top 12. So you have to be in the top 12 when the week six AP poll comes out. Duke was not one of those top 12 teams. So can they make the final four? Sure. Can I pick them to go all the way? I can't just because of I have too much respect for that stat. And maybe this is the year it gets broken, but uh, I can't get there with Duke. Carolina and Creighton were two of those teams, and both were good in the non-conference. Creighton obviously has that win against UConn. North Carolina's defense was so good earlier in the year. They've had a little bit of regression. Those are certainly two teams that are interesting. Iowa State, it feels almost like they're too trendy at this point. Um, mm-hmm. just because it feels like every year there's a big 12 team that it's not Kansas. It's not Houston. It's like that next tier that people kind of like They're a three seed feels like it's been Texas tech. Most years it's Baylor some years. And this year it's Iowa state. People are like, they're, they're the surprise final four team that I would watch. And it feels like everybody has that same thought to your point earlier in the show about FAU being chalky trendy. It feels like Iowa state's gotten to that point. I tell you, Denton, look, it's almost March. I mean, Michigan State, like, they're 17th in Ken Palm, 31th in offense, 17th in defense. This is a veteran team that Tom Izzo has. It doesn't look great at times. They were really good in the non-conference. I don't know if I can pick them to go all the way, but I certainly could have them going to the Final Four. What makes this year's tournament so tough, Denton, is if UConn gets upset, it's like who do the te- who's the team that you like to win? Somebody's got to win if UConn gets upset. So I don't know, man. I mean, there are some mock You're, brackets um, out there where UConn is the one and Michigan State is the eight, and it's like, oof, I mean, Denton, I could see UConn winning that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's a tough spot to be in, though. If you're UConn, that's the eight seed you do not want to see. But no. here is so you mentioned Week Six, right? You got to be in the top twelve in yeah. that Week Six rankings. The top twelve were as follows. Arizona 1, Kansas 2, Purdue 3, Houston 4, UConn 5, Baylor 6, Marquette 7, Creighton 8, UNC 9, Gonzaga 10. They're not even ranked. Oklahoma 11. I don't think they're currently ranked. And then Tennessee at 12. So technically, Tennessee does fall into that. Oh, it's only 10 teams. Well, no, it's 12 teams, but no we no Gonzaga, no Oklahoma, right? Like, they're not winning. Right. So what I'm saying is that the top 12. They're not winning at all. Yeah, so essentially essentially those 10 teams. So like maybe Marquette. I mean, I had a lot of trust in Marquette last year, and then it didn't really end up panning out. He did in the Big East tournament, made some money off of them in the Big East tournament, but then it didn't pan out, and we saw what UConn did in the in the NCAA tournament. So again, it just kind of falls back to that weird, weird in-between spot where there's not a lot of teams that you trust. Yeah. It's true. It's true, man. So it's going to be interesting. Maybe we can trust Houston. Maybe Joseph Duarte will sway me. University of Houston beat writer for the Houston Chronicle joins us next year. Sunday's bets. PJ Glasser, Denton Day.